every single podcast can and should build a community for their show. If you don't have a community, it's really hard to be profitable. It's hard to test out different products. It's hard to grow and evolve. So today I want to break down the exact process for building your podcast community. What's up, podcasters? Welcome back to Pod Central. I'm your host, Coach Chris. Make sure you follow the podcast wherever you're listening to the show. Also, we're on YouTube at Chris Podcasting. I'm on Twitter at Chris Podcasting. There to answer all your questions. I got so much coming for you guys. Lastly, you want to make sure you subscribe to the Pod Central Pulse newsletter. We're doing a lot more breakdowns in terms of profitability there. And just to reiterate, this show is really focusing heavily, even more so now than ever, on businesses with podcasts right like you gotta have a company you have to have your own brand specifically uh, i would say coaches uh slash consultants we know that's kind of a, always a debate there definitely agency owners um, and also startups right like that's who this podcast is really for people to have legit businesses to have software that have brands like I'm not really making this show for the entertainment podcaster at this point. This is really, really focused on people with companies. So make sure you subscribe to the Pod Central Post. We're doing a lot more specifically for the business podcasters. Now, today we're going to get into this community building. And the first reason you need to have a community for your show is it's going to be easy to grow an audience. And by easy, I mean, it's a light world of difference. Easy. It's crazy how easy it is to grow and scale once you have a community of people around you. Now, the key with this community thing is to understand what kind of community you'll have and how you'll set it up. But first of all, you got to understand that you need a community. You need your own people. You need people that when you put something out, when you do something, they're immediately there to support you. You need the people that are going to comment on all your posts, are going to share your stuff, that will give you feedback, sometimes unsolicited feedback. You need people like that simply because they help the brand grow. You know, you build brand ambassadors for the podcast by just simply, you know, putting out that great content. Another reason why you need community is it's going to help you with content ideas. I can't tell you how many times I create content simply based on the questions I get. Literally just the questions that people ask me. I can go and make YouTube videos from that, podcast episodes, threads on Twitter. Making content really should come from your audience. It should come from the people that you've connected with. I love this approach because now you know that whatever you're making, people already want. Like, I don't like making content and having to guess if people want that or guess if people need it. I love knowing that it's going to be impactful and helpful to somebody from jump, like from the start. I absolutely love that. So content ideas are going to be a big deal when it comes to this community thing. The last part, I think this is probably the most important for me because, again, we're talking about business podcasts. If you have a company and a brand you're building, having a community is going to help you build that connection to your people. Now, the type of connection depends on the type of community you have. I know, again, there are different types of communities, different types of spaces, but for me, I love the connection of we feedback, we get feedback, we engage with each other, we have conversations, right? Like I love having a community of people that have the same interests and care about the things that I care about. I love that. For example, when something happens in the business world, I love that I can go to certain spaces and talk about that, right? Like me talking about that with my family or friends, they just don't get it. You know what I mean? 
because their focus is not on the bigger picture, right? Like they care about other stuff. I care about businesses and how this is going to affect the stock market. Or if this company sold to this company and they're doing a merger, like I care about that kind of stuff. And I love having those conversations. So a community is great when people can have that kind of connection. Now the connection comes from you. If people are having those conversations in your space, that's where the connection comes in. And if you're the catalyst of the conversation, that is extremely valuable. And that's the part about building community that we got to talk about is how do you set this up? Because there are so many different ways to do it. And I really want to get into this. I want to break this down. So the first step to setting up your online community is to have a space, have a space where people can meet with you and they can have these conversations. I believe the most important part of a community is the conversations that are had. Right. You got some communities that, where they talk about movies and every time a new movie comes out, people go to that space and they're excited to talk about that one movie. That's great for them. Right. Like that's what you want. I think everybody wants to be a part of a community like this. Everybody has different hobbies and interests. So if your show builds this space and again, we're using the movie example in entertainment, but let's move to business. If you have a digital marketing podcast, it would be smart of you to have a community where people that are digital marketers can join your space and have these conversations. Now, when I say, say set up an online space, I'm not telling you to go to a Facebook group. In fact, I think a Facebook group is the worst option due to the fact that Facebook is really built on distractions, to be honest. If you try to go on a Facebook group right now, you'll be bombarded with a bunch of other groups that Facebook's think you should join. You also will see a bunch of ads. Obviously, you can't get away from those. And then you'll also see a lot of people in those communities selling things. I'm not saying that selling things is bad, but if I go to a community and I want to have a conversation about something, sometimes I just want most of the time. In fact, I want to have a conversation without somebody like over my shoulder trying to sell me a product or a service or something. Like the amount of spam you'd get from these Facebook communities at this point is ridiculous. It's not even from the people that run those communities because a lot of times they have better systems set up to actually get sales from their group. Usually it's the members of their community. And I think that that's when the community isn't set up with the foundation of let's connect, have these conversations, let's help each other build whatever we're building, you know, that kind of thing. So I think if you have a show about marketing or sales or any of that stuff, it's really easy to build a space online using something like Mighty Networks. Think if it has this now community space, I know Kajabi at the high end has one. Um, it's a bunch of different community platforms. You got circle school. It's a lot of options when it comes to building your community, but you got to find a platform that works best for you. And I think more importantly, you want to set the foundation for this space, letting people know that this is about us connecting and having conversations about these topics and that kind of stuff. Like it really, the two communities are really the community styles are either one, you build a community is based on connection and networking, or you build a community is based on education and learning. Both of them are great. I think doing both at the same time is good too. But in the beginning, I think you should start with one or the other. It's really hard to build a community on education and oh, you're going to learn this. You're going to learn that I'm bringing in this guest to teach this thing. And you're also trying to have conversations about the trending topics in the very beginning. That is very difficult. You want the foundation of the community to be built on one of those two things. So when somebody is referring somebody to the group, it's like, oh, in this group, I learned about this thing or I connect with this person. 
that's what people should be saying to others about your community. Now, after you've set the foundation, you have your core members, you got some brand ambassadors, then you can scale it up and start doing both at the same time. I just don't think it's good to do both when you're launching. I don't think that that's smart at all because it's going to be very, very difficult. Now, another thing you should be doing is, in my opinion, set up a meetup group. Meetup groups are great because you can do it virtually. You can do it in person. I think that's one of the best things you can do. That's literally something I've done before COVID. I've done some after COVID. I'm doing even more now. I've got so many things planned for 2024 and beyond with my podcast community. I just think it's the best thing you can do if you're trying to really grow your show. Because if you, again, if you have a business, you have a company, when you set up a community event and it's not based around you selling your product or service, you build community faster, right? For example, if I had an agency for websites and I did websites for dentists, it would be great if I had a, a community of dentists, right? I just have a meetup where we go to this one bar or some lounge or whatever. We get this part of the restaurant to ourselves and everybody just connects and we just talk about what it's like having your own practice as a dentist. You got a podcast that's about getting those dentist sales and how they grow their dentistry business or whatever it is. Perfect. That, that's, that's a perfect alignment right there. Now you have some of your core fans bringing their other dentist friends into your space Right. And obviously me talking about dentists, I'm being super niche right here. But like if you were somebody that built websites for service businesses like that, right, if you had that agency where the main focus of your agency is building websites and SEO for service businesses like dentists, like doctors, pediatricians, all of that stuff, like that would be a great way to build that. You just bring these professionals together and just let them hang out once or twice a month. And that's it. It's that easy. Like it's literally that easy because they're, they're always going to bring somebody else. A lot of dentists, no dentists, a lot of pediatricians, no pediatricians, doctors, no doctors. Right. It just keeps going. So now you tell them, Hey, if you bring a person, you may get this thing or whatever it is. If I, that's actually a good idea. What I would do in that situation is I would say, if you bring a person to our meetup, you get a free website audit or a free SEO audit. So you can get more clients like something that easy. You could build a massive, massive brand to where if your show is about serving that part of the healthcare industry, right? If you just wanted to have a podcast and have a platform and that your business, your agency is built around this specific market. That's a great way to build that brand. I'm going to have meetups at this place where these people like to go and it's just going to be hosted by my brand. That's simple. I think when we look at the community thing, it's one of those ideas that we complicate. Like if it's not this way or that way, then I'm doing it wrong. And then I don't think that's necessarily true. I actually think it's way easier when you simplify it. Like instead of trying to build this crazy big community with the paid memberships and all of that stuff, I just don't think you need to do all of that. I think you creating a space online where people can connect and then hosting something locally in your area. Those two combined is more than enough. Now, my last tactic, this is this is really helpful to grow in your own space, is engaging in other communities. Number one, because you're going to learn a lot about what people are doing in their spaces. That's number one. If this community is growing and it's evolving, you get to see, OK, they're doing this. How do they do that? Oh, that's great. 
like you may have the idea of I want to highlight winners and people that are successful in my community, but I don't know how to do it. Being active in other communities will show you exactly how. Another part of this, which I think is just inevitable, is you approach members. Now, I'm not saying that you want to go into another group and spam everybody saying, hey, join my community, join my space. I don't think that's the best way to do it. I think you just need to show up in that other space and connect with people. Simple as that. Somebody asks a question, you know the answer, just answer the question. And when I did this in different communities, I had like a cadence for it where I would do it maybe twice a week in one community, but I had 10 different communities that I was doing this in. So once I started sharing that I'm building my own space, it was easy to get people in that space because they've already seen me be active in other spaces. I think if you've never built your own community, the last thing you want to do is go out there and try to build it now before you even see what others are like. So that means going into other online communities. And again, I still think Facebook group isn't where you should build your community, but there are some on there that are really, really quality. Like they're really, really helpful, especially with like meetups in person and stuff. Same thing. You go to some of those meetups and you just see what it's like, see what people are doing, see how they run the event and all of that stuff. And what will help you is seeing it all for yourself. Then you can put together your own game plan and kind of learn from everybody else and what they're doing. Building a community is one of the smartest things you can do if you have a business and a podcast. When you have those two things already, you got a software company, an agency, some service business, and you have a podcast where you're like, we're going to put out content. Building a community is going to help you connect with prospects a lot. More often, a lot easier. It takes less effort, all of that stuff. So it's something to think about if you are a podcast host, if you have a business, it's definitely something you should put into motion this year. Don't wait. Don't say, oh, I need X amount of dollars, any of that. You don't need a bunch of money. You really don't. Matter of fact, before I go, I'm going to get into that. So for the online space, if you want to go free, you could do Facebook. I would even say do something like on Twitter where people do spaces, right? On Facebook, you have not Facebook, Instagram. On Instagram, they have the like private rooms and stuff like that. You want to do something like that on Instagram or Twitter. You can use one of these social platforms in a free way. Now, obviously you upgrade the pay. You got school circle. Think if it could job all of this stuff, it'd be really, really helpful. Then when it comes to the meetup, you don't have to go and pay, you know, an event fee of like two grand. Like you don't need to do none of that stuff. You can simply go to a restaurant and let them know, Hey, I'm having a meetup. I want to use this space. How much would it cost? And usually what will happen is they'll tell you, well, either the event space costs this much or you can just cover the food. What's smart is if you cover appetizers, spend 150, 200 bucks on appetizers, because now when you tell people to come to your event, they're eating. People love to eat. They love free food. That means you're going to get more people inside, obviously. And this helps minimize your cost to where you're not paying literally 10 times more with a crazy event fee. You don't have to do all of that. You don't need to get some space and rent chairs and stuff. You don't need to do any of that, man. Just go to a nice restaurant and get a space inside and pay for appetizers. Literally spend 200 bucks on appetizers for everybody and you'll be set. In the beginning, I think that's the best way to start whether you're online or in person. 
So there's really no excuse as to why you you aren't setting this up. You don't get started. Money isn't an excuse. Even time isn't because this is going to help you get more results you want. It's going to help you get more clients and customers, more engagement, all of that stuff. I can guarantee it. I guarantee it. So if you have any more questions about this, hit me up on Twitter at Chris Podcasting or Instagram at Chris Podcasting. Also, make sure you join the Pod Central Pulse, sending out weekly newsletters. We're doing the podcast construction series where we're podcast forensics, where we just break down these bigger business shows and how they're getting results, looking at their marketing plans and all of that stuff. Also, the Pod Central software is live, 50 bucks a month. You can do all the things you need to do in your pre and post production process as a podcast host. I'm Chris. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you next time.